How many shrinks does it take to change a light bulb? You, you know, I, I don't know. Just one if the light bulb wants to change. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. With that. Is that you saying was up? Was, yeah, but like if I've had a stroke or something. Oh my God. Just to confirm, MJK has not had a stroke. Pending. But uh, he is here present clearing his throat. Go on. You know you want to say it. Go on. Say it. It was deep, wasn't it? No, no, oh. no. Not that. <laughs> Go on. Say it. About what? Go. I'll say it for you. Hello there, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol from Big Cat Rescue here. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Basque. <laughs> yeah, she's a popular lady right now. Ah, oh, man, I can't wait for the world to go back to normal and we can get that docuseries of her, you know, getting found Correct. out that she killed her husband. Yep, everyone's pretty much a believer that uh, she's killed the husband. Oh, yeah, she fucking Definitely did. fed him to the tigers and I haven't even watched the series Tiger <laughs> King to know this. So I'm just like, I'll just believe what I see online. Why not? Um, welcome to uh, episode six of season five. Yeah, with a very deep intro. So deep. I know, we went like the opposite of silly and stupid, stuck with the cold opening, but went with something deep from a TV show called The Outsider, and that is one of our features today in this episode on not another podcast. Uh, but before we kick it all off, we're going to begin as we usually do, discussing what we've watched, read, played, etc. this week. Kick us off, Jade. <clears throat> Quite a long list, really, because yeah. I am five days down into the April school holidays here, and we are obviously still in uh, sort of unofficial isolation, where by most shops and things are closed, cafes as well. So there's not much to do besides walk the dog, which is what I've been doing: read, watch TV shows, play games, watch movies, cook steak sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? No, you saying? No, yeah. Saying. So, firstly, it was a rewatch, and you're going to probably bring it up as well because we watched it together. Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, I was there for that. AKA Bad Boys Three. Um, it's actually one of our featured episodes in season four. So uh, you can check that out if you want more info about what we thought of that. But what uh, we thought of that. What I thought of it, but MJK will give his two cents. Or do you want to do that now? Yeah, I uh, for the most part. So I, I can l- sit my coffee. Yeah, go for it. For the most part, I enjoyed it but it was way too cheesy for my liking. There are a couple of moments you're like, mm, not buying that, but the and rest of it I'm into. And the soap opera shit, I really didn't like either. However, in saying that, the old shit sandwich, I fucking loved Martin Lawrence's acting in that movie. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Level, yeah. son. He went like our joke at the start, deep. Deep. <laughs> There's some quantum shit. Went deep. I watched a film called Portrait of a Lady, which was a French film. I played... Whoa, I think you can record them. She's a lady. Talking about. She's a lady. I played all of the um, DLC episodes for Spider-Man. Marvel Spider Man. So there were three of them. Don't ask me what they were named, but the first one was about Black Cat. The next one was about Hammerhead, and the other one was about this, uh, you know, 
silver, head. Is silver. he like a porn star or something? Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein wannabe, basically. Anyway, I finished all three of those episodes. They were about two and a half hours each mm-hmm. of gameplay. And again, just had all the great qualities that the game has. And you know, because you've played it. Um, so thoroughly enjoyed that. Getting more immersed into the game. And... I guess not ready to let go of the game just yet. And it gave me something to do. So mm-hmm. finish season four of Lost Girl. So my aim in the holidays is to also finish season five. I'm a little bit behind. In fact, I'm significantly behind. What are you only into like season? What? I'm up season? to season five. There are 16 episodes and then that's it. I've watched two. And I've got oh. like only what, seven, nine days of holidays left. So I'm going to have to do that's two. nothing. Oh, I got this. I got this. Thanks. I watched the series finale of Modern Family. It had its 11th and final season last week and it aired this week as well for Australian viewers. Um, I watched with you Bad Times at El Royale, which was a rewatch for you. And I did enjoy that. I've lent it to my parents. I'm like, yo, check this film out. Mm -hmm. It's very dark and twisted. Very interesting cast as well. Great soundtrack. Yes. Great cast. Visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. Quite stimulating to the nose as well. It smells great. Yeah, very different sort of film. Chris Hemsworth's in there. A very not jacked Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. But don't Tony worry, Dabble. ladies. Oh, that's he's, right. He's still not wearing a shirt for the most part. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. Um, I watched My Spy with Dave Batista. Is that how you say his name? Yep. Yep. Well, I think it's actually pronounced Bautista. Ah, Dave Bautista. Batista. My Spy. Um... With the young girl, the nine-year-old girl, he sort of becomes his sidekick to his CIA investigation. So I had a few laughs out of it, mostly because of who's the actress name that I mentioned to you? CIA investigation. Isn't the I in CIA investigation? Intelligence. No, Criminal intelligence thank you, agency. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, who was the sidekick lady whose oh, name you knew? Um, Carrie Shaw. Right, yeah. <laughs> I had quite a few laughs at her expense. And that was it. It was very cheesy. It was an hour and a half. It was an easy watch. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um... And, and you still haven't watched Good Time. Nah. You, you put yourself through that. I've got a lot to watch. I'm do- try- aiming for one movie a day. Bitch, Good Time should be four. at the top of your list because you promised me and you, you technically haven't broke that promise because you said you'll watch it eventually. Correct, but correct. I, I'm good for my word. I'm I want a timeline on this shit. <laughs> I'm not giving one just yet. No, you can watch it in the holidays. I'll make you watch it. Now, we watched all of the first season. I don't know if there's going to be another no, of The Outsider. Shouldn't be. But I'm not going to say anything more about that because you and I are going to talk about that as our feature today. We're going to go deep. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so she said. Um, oh, I also watched Knives Out, which is very Agatha Christie meets Sherlock Holmes with um, a superstar cast, including Daniel Craig and Tony Collette and Chris Evans. The list goes on. Christopher Plummer. Isn't um, Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Like so many names that you actually genuinely forget. And that had lots of twists and turns and it definitely engaged me and I was I enjoyed it. I can't believe you started an all-star cast with Daniel Craig. Well, he's the, I said him first because he's the the investigator. Like most of the time is spent with, with him, Anna Del Arms. I don't know how to say her name. She's from Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Um, and obviously from this, she's in a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, so it's mostly him... And then Chris Evans is secondary to all of that. Um, I also watched Little Women because as you, as our dedicated followers know, I finished reading that book um, a month and a half ago. So I checked out the 2019 version of Little Women and actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, and I think mostly be- that was because of Saoirse Ronan, who really is the lead as Joe in the film and just very, very believable. 
And yeah, I wasn't expecting the non-linear storyline. It jumps back and forth. So it jumps from present to seven years ago. The seven years ago stuff is actually the Little Women storyline. The stuff that's happening in the present, present is stuff from... Present, present? Present of their present day okay. was based on this, the same author's book called Good Wives. And so that part of the story I was less familiar with. But it was some of the stuff I'd heard of that I was expecting to happen in my English version of the book, but didn't happen. Yeah, so it was good Gordon to see all of that. Uh, lives there, huh? No, he wasn't. He's credited, isn't it? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Detective Hardock. Absolutely not. He was in it, according to this. There were two other detectives that followed Daniel Craig around the whole time, but it wasn't. He must have been someone else. Well, he's he's the very last person credited, but he's definitely. Uh, in and also, you didn't say that you're the broad from your favorite Netflix show, was on it. Oh, I don't know. I actually forget her name. Catherine Langford. Yeah, fun fact: she's Australian, so is Tony Collette. That was one little um, fact that I noted in my mind, but I always forget her name. But no, I hate uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God damn it. Um, so yeah, enjoyed Little Women. Watched Fantasy Island with you. <laughs> eh, really, the highlight, genuinely for me, I just kept looking at Maggie Q. She looked amazing in that film. Um, I watched Masterminds last night, which is a 2016 film with uh, Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, uh, Jason Sudeikis, Leslie Jones, Owen Wilson, like superstar cast. And like, that's the reason why I checked it out. That and how far-fetched it appears, despite it being a true story. The brother Buzz from Home Alone. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure that guy's from Home Alone. I'm like, no, he's not. Oh, shit. Yeah, he is. Charlie Day's wife. Yeah, uh, I don't know my name. Good. You little miss Hollywood couples and you don't even know that. Yeah, it's not an exciting couple for me to try and... Uh, yeah, well, maybe you should get excited. Be knowledgeable on. And I finished reading The Hunt for Red October, written by Tom Clancy. I borrowed that from Skusi some time ago and I made it my mission to finish it these holidays. So I have every intention to watch the film version with Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin, who plays Jack Ryan. Um so a long list there, lots of movies, a couple of TV shows. I'll definitely have just as much to contribute to next week as well, thanks to another week of school holidays. Um, that'll include books, films, and TV shows. So what have you watched, read, seen, played as of late? Well, last night I watched myself a few comedy specials, which was very... I did hear you laughing quite a bit. I should never watch comedy specials back to back though cuz especially if it's a different comedian uh especially for the first time also there's a lot of thingies there that I had to get out the way obviously but I watched uh, first up I watched Crystalia's No Pain special which I think came out this week yeah right um which was fucking hilarious and then I watched Tom Segura's special Ball Hog which was also very good but I went from watching a very silly comedian to kind of like a a brutal insult comic type of guy. So it's, it was, yeah, I, I should have given myself a couple of days in between those, but still very funny. Enjoyed the giggles. Love me some comedy specials and trying to stick to my one comedy special a week, even if I do double park in one night and watch two. Double park. <laughs> that wasn't that funny, but okay. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, good. I, yeah, I did hear you laughing a lot, so I'm glad you enjoyed those. And uh, I've been watching a lot of Community on the Netflix. Yes. Very yeah. enjoyable. Trip down uh, memory lane. Yes, and a couple of days ago, I watched the movie The Gentleman, which was insanely good. Guy Ritchie's latest film. 
Hugh Grant in probably the best I've ever seen Hugh Grant, which is saying something because I did not like Hugh Grant, but he was amazing in this yeah, movie. Yeah, right, yeah. He does look like he's quite a different character than his usual. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam? Oh, yeah, Hunnam. Yep. <laughs> yep. From uh, Sons of Anarchy, right? And Queer as Folk, yes. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, and a few other faces in there. Very good movie. Mm, I've got it on my list. Very, very good. Once they return to form for Guy Ritchie, because I don't think he's ever lost form, but it's his wheelhouse, the gangster mm, film. Definitely. Lots of twists and turns. Beautiful language in the movie. Go on, man. Fuck off. <laughs> it's a language in all this film, isn't it? Oh, it's the best. And, uh, yeah, restarted playing... Red, Red Dead, Dead for Dead. like the 17th time. Well, you nicked off with Spider-Man, so I was like, i got to play something. You can have it back now. But I'm really enjoying Red oh, Dead. Oh, good. All right. Well, <laughs> ejected out the PS4 at any time. I named my horse Miss Patricia uh, after a character in the movie Split. Miss Patricia. Shout out to old housemate Stace for hooking me up with the cool name for my horse. She was always good at suggesting names for horses. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to, out Stace. I used to just uh, exclusively name the horses after Whoopi Goldberg characters. Oh, that's awesome. So I had Otome Brown, mm-hmm. Dolores. They were pretty much the two I Who's went with. Who's she, Dolores? Uh, in Sister Act. Because ah, that's um, Evan Rachel Wood's character in Westworld. I'm like, she was not in Westworld. Like, yeah. Well, why would Whoopi Goldberg be Evan hey. Rachel Wood? No, there's a lot of Dolores. You need to watch Westworld. Hello. Did you read anything? Did you finish another Walking Dead no, recently? I no, tried, I tried to keep reading it, but as you know, I like to read outside in the wilderness, and uh, I was getting attacked by mosquitoes. So yes, that was, the last, that was the last update we had, wasn't it? Let's see. And uh, I think that's comfortably it uh, for what I've been doing. Also, everyone out there, we mm. get it. you got to stay indoors. But I know you never rode that push bike before. I know you never <sighs> take your dog for a walk. Get off the streets and stay home. songs that exactly well that is taking us into trailers i've got no other cool words trailers (laughs) not as tasty as surprise snacks but up there that's right surprise snacks for you new listeners was something we did in season one and two i think even in three as well because i listened to uh 310 the other day reality tv where i surprised you with junior mints oh yeah (laughs) And Remember those times? And I hadn't had chocolate in 33 days. Oh, uh, yeah. You were like... I was like... Purging oh, yourself was so of chockies. Um, But trailers, have you watched any? Yeah, I have. <laughs> look at me taking the reins there and talking <laughs> while you're having a sip of coffee. Wow. Yeah, look at you taking those reins. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, though. Is, is it uploaded? Yeah, or? upload. Yeah, sick. Yeah, that's the one I watched as well. Did you want to set it up? So... Stephen Amell's cousin. Yeah, Robbie. Rob, Rob Steve, Robbie B, Robbie A, I guess. Robbie A. Uh, he's all like, oh man, a life with this broad or like death in the uploaded world. <laughs> and he's like, I choose death, but uploaded world. And then he's all like, wow, my reality is whatever it is. It's like a computer program, but it's kind of not either. And then 
this broad who's like in the real world is like, what's up? My name's and like you're fly. And he's like, are you like a real person? Or are you like some fat guy behind a keyboard? And she's like, this is really me. And then some kid uh, kills himself by jumping on the glass floor and dies in the Grand Canyon, but he dabs on the way down because it's all about the likes. <laughs> that does not set off anything. <laughs> oh, my God. What it reminded me of was, like, The Good Place because these people have definitely died and this is sort of their afterlife, which is why I was typing in afterlife trailer. <laughs> but obviously that's something else entirely. Um, it is going See, to come but up. you didn't even... Oh, wait. I did right? describe it better and that's why you thought it was afterlife. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, what do you mean yeah. that? When you described it to me off air, it was much clearer what was going on. But... <laughs> Well, it was fresh in my mind. Because it's the creators of Parks and Recreation and yeah, something else, right? Yeah, I think The American Office, I think it's Yeah, it. and The Office. So, you know, it's that sitcom comedy. Not sitcom well, comedy, it's but not a it's not a comedy. situation comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a light comedy. In like a good place setting, if that makes sense. I don't know how I feel computer, about it. Computer yeah. place. Yeah. Computer as opposed to heaven mm. or the place where well, you are if you're a good person. <clears throat> opposed to the bad place. That's right. Um, so I did watch that one as well. I didn't catch a date in which it was coming out, but who knows? I don't remember what it's... Uh, is it Amazon? Is that what it was? Yes, it was. It was a Prime show. Um, who knows with dates um, with the current uh, virus situation because there's a lot of stuff that's been postponed or held back or stopped production. Um, or just straight up cancelled. Or straight up cancelled. So um, another teaser trailer... Well, another trailer I watched was a teaser trailer for season two of Dead to Me, which returns on May 8th to Netflix. As a quick reminder, that is Christina Applegate and Linda Cardinelli. Look at us knowing her name. We know her now. We gave Linda her props last episode and we won't forget from that point on. We probably will, but in this moment we remember. So, Hawkeye's wife. What's up? What's Thelma, up? What's up? The one chick from Freaks and Geeks, Linda Cardinelli. But Dead to Me was one of my favourite series from last year, so I've definitely been looking forward to this season knowing it had been renewed. Yeah, you were a whore for that show. Uh, it's only eight episodes, only 30 minutes each. It's a real quick watch. They're very twisty and turny. Every episode ends with a... And you're just hooked, ready to watch the next one. Um, so that'd be that's a show that people watched in one sitting in or in one day. Um, so like it's me, like with do Tiger I, yeah, King. Yeah, exactly. They're like our episodes each. Well, you did that with The Boys as well. You yeah, did. The Good Sitting. And I'm like, oh, like, do I pace it out and give myself one a day? Do I watch two a day? Or do I just go, bang, watch it all? Either way, it's like when school's back, so I'm not going to have the same sort of time I do now. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely going to be something I checked out. I don't usually watch too much of those trailers. Um, like the season two trailer dropped for Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. That's where it comes up again because that returns on April 24th to Netflix. So that is something I'll definitely be watching very easily and quickly because, again, it's only 20, 30 minutes and six episodes. Wait, what was this you just said? This Afterlife, Ricky Gervais's oh, dark right. comedy. And Dead to Me is a dark comedy as well. So there's a lot of things in there that are funny when they shouldn't be and um, most of the storyline's really quite dark and it's, you know, there's murder and all these other things going on. Murder. It's kind of there in the title. Um, and I know that like flicking through Netflix last night before Flick committing to a movie, I watched like the trailer for Code 8, which is funnily enough has Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell. And I saw the trailer for Love Wedding Repeat, which has like Olivia Munn. I was going to say, but did, did my eyes deceive me? Yeah. It was like Olivia Munn and it was. It was. And I really I was only watching for Olivia Munn. I was like, um, and I think I sort of cut it off three quarters of the way through so I didn't want to really see too much more. But 
Um, yes, I saw some that way via the Netflix, but otherwise, they're the only trailers I have watched. Sick. Good for you. Thanks. That's great. N- nothing else for you? Uh, probably. Yeah. But again, don't remember. Apart. Tell me why you can't reach to your heart. Fuck yourself. <laughs> when I say to- I want it that way. Tell me why, motherfucker. <laughs> Remember when uh, I went out to some like 21st birthday party, left you and the guys at my parents' house, and mm. you guys watched Space Jam while yeah. I was gone, making yeah. my appearance at this party. I come back and like, man, we just watched Space Jam where we put motherfucker in like every second word of every quote that we know. I'm like, what? How does that even go? What does that even sound like? Well, it's like, I, I know it's just me and Barry because we, right. we were getting ready to say what was coming up because mm. we obviously watched that movie a thousand times. And then one of us, probably Barry, started throwing some swear words in huh? and then we both started just going to town on it. And I believe the first part we did was when Michael strikes out in the, in the baseball game at the start. And it was, hey, nice fucking strikeout, Michael. Man, when I fucking strike out, it looks bad. But when you fuck out and strike out, it looks good. <laughs> and then it just went too far after that. Like, and one of my, the one that always pops Barry that I say is when Bill Murray snatches the camera out of Yeah, Mary's I forget hands. he's in that, yeah. <laughs> he goes, what kind of fucking camera is that? <laughs> so kids at home, just imagine these quotes are all real quotes minus the F word that's being inserted there in every second word. And there's the granny lady with Tweety and she goes, I'm the cheerleader. But so naturally, I'm the fucking cheerleader. <laughs> and doing it in their voice as yeah, well. and you can just, yeah, it, it applies to everything. What a classic Space Jam. I'm, I really want them to make another one. Well, that's the rumor with LeBron James. I mean, I just need the soundtrack to be just that good, you know? (gasps) Fly like an eagle. That's happening next, you know what? No, we can't do that. Oh, why not? Oh, because R. Kelly is a... No, fuck it, we'll play it. Yeah, we'll play it. He's not getting no royalties, son. Otherwise, I can play the In This Moment cover of it. No. It's pretty sick. Not for this. You're like, nah, that's just for like... Nah, it's well, nighttime. you said it, we can't do any more heavy songs. Nah, in the that's podcast, it. We've got to yeah? appeal to a bit more mainstream audience. Yeah, the mainstream and the twinks. What's up? That's it. Uh, now, spin Hollywood news. Do you see that Amy Schumer had to has renamed her child? She, I don't she, know what. Someone let her have a child. She had a child very recently, and um, the funny thing is, I don't know what the new name is, but the old name was Jean, G E N E. Yeah. Atul. And a lot of people, when pronouncing it quickly, was it sounded like genital. So because of this, she's now had to like go through the whole process of changing her child's name on the paperwork, on the birth certificate, all of this legally, on insurance, blah, 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 because it sounded like Jean Atul. Like when you say it like that, you don't usually say the middle name as well and you're not saying it genital because Jean is definitely pronounced Jean, not Jen. Otherwise, it wouldn't have the E on the end. Yep. But uh, Jean Nuttall. Okay. This yep, is the anyway. worst Hollywood news <laughs> I've ever heard. 
Oh my god, I just can't believe she named her kid Gene Adult to begin with anyway. So whatever the new kid his name's probably like Sam Smith now or something. You know what white the kid's name probably is now? Sh- I don't know, what? Penis party. Oh why? I don't know, because she named her kid Genital. Oh. Well, this is true. This is kind of Hollywood, but it's kind of not. But did you see as well that um, people in Chinese uh, restaurants are banning African-American migrants from going into their restaurants? We've been informed from now on, black people are not allowed to enter the restaurant for the sake of your health. Consciously notify the local police for medical isolation. And they're not being let into different restaurants because they're black. In China or Chinese In China. Restaurant in China, bars or bans African migrants over fear they're infected with the coronavirus. Some asshole in your country ate the bat. That's on y'all. That's it. Um, When all of this went down, Matt Damon was actually in Ireland, so he was part of their lockdown, which is quite interesting. Cameron Diaz did an interview. I don't know for who, but um, she's obviously been talking about why she's given up Hollywood and the fact that she's loving uh, her new role as a mother. She gave up Hollywood? Yeah, she's not doing any acting. She hasn't done acting or anything in years. So I think that was what that was in relation to. Um, and there are some new shows that have been cancelled or um, renewed. So cancelled, um, The Magicians will have its fifth and final season. That's something QC and I watched, so that's why I noted that down. Good, Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O is tenth season will be its final season. They, they still don't have any Asians in that show. No, and you know the story behind that. Yeah, because they wanted equal pay. They wanted equal pay, which is fair enough. And because they're Asian, they were being paid less, so they left the show. That's Grace Park, and I don't know the male actor's name. Yeah, I'm slips a, my mind, it's but my yeah, fault too. Uh, I love that guy. He's great. He was good in well, the last. Um, recently, and he was like the cop in it. I don't know if you watched it as well, though. Oh, we watched Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. That's right. Um, And Ray Donovan's seventh season will be its final season. So there are a few that are like, yeah, they've been cancelled, but like they're in their seventh. Fifth season the other day. You realised that? Oh, okay. Well, and that's why I was confused because I used to watch it, and I was like, they're only into their fifth season. I watched this back when I lived with you the first time. But at least these guys know going into this season. Although, no. I think Ray Donovan was one of them where they cancelled after the fact that they'd finished season seven and it ended on a cliffhanger and now they'll know I won't get the answer because there won't be an eighth season. So that would really piss me off as a fan. At least with some of them, they go, yep, this is our final season. Let's finish the storyline as best we can. But that would suck. Um, renewed TV shows. So I watched that Octavia Spencer show, Truth Be Told, on Apple. You can blame Dallas for that end of season cliffhanger shit. Dallas. They started it. Oh, <laughs> exactly. But truth be told, it's going to come back for a second season. So Octavia Spencer's character will follow another murder mystery. So that previous one had Aaron Paul in it as well. Mackay Pfeiffer. And Mackay Pfeiffer. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, all of the Chicago shows were renewed. So Ooh. I still watch Chicago Fire. So that's Ooh. the one I made note of. Sex Education's coming back for a third season, Gillian which I'm excited Anderson? about. Yep. Was that the one where the broads all like, yeah, don't wank on my pants? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I love that girl. <laughs> I loved her so much this season. I really sympathise with her. And um, Atypical will come back for a fourth and final season. So, again, they know ahead of time this is their last season. Let's see it through. Michael Which Rappaport. is really a shame. But Glad yeah, he's got a job. He's a beautiful man. Hopefully he picks up something else afterwards. I'm sure he will. And um, probably maybe some of your Hollywood news is that uh, WWE is an essential sport. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. And the amount of corruption that went into that is quite despicable, actually. I won't 
delve too much into it because okay. it's uh, it's just too much to to put on one's brain. But they were deemed non-essential. Yeah. Then uh, the family made a considerable donation to something or other in regards to the president and the White House, etc. And the I want to say the governor of Florida is very tight with Trump. So he basically said, let's give him a break because the McMahon family and the Trump family are very close. So they became essential. All that being said, they're still predicted to uh, exceed their yearly, uh, what's, what is that, the yearly gross, mm-hmm. what they projected. And also they just released about 40-something employees. Oh, Even really? though they're still making money and they're deemed essential. Yeah, right. Yeah. So... A little bit dodged. So they're continuing Super for, dodge. but without the audience. Yeah, I, I really hate wrestling. Well, I hate the WWE right now. It's yeah, I don't like it without the audience. I just don't like them in general. They're just a corrupt company with a fucking bunch of dickheads. Look, at this, this is how much I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, story. you're like, essential. That being said, though, New Japan and well, all the Japanese oh, companies, yeah. actually, they had kind of like a summit of the presidents and top talent to talk to the government to get them some kind of funding to keep all the the wrestlers you know living comfortably and all that kind of stuff which is what the wwe should be doing letting everyone stay home be healthy and not firing people Mm. you'd think they'd do that but yes well the other room i'd heard as well that like dana white who oversees the ufc island has fight island and he's trying to pitch uh having the fights take place there so that the fights are isolated the players would just stay there there'd be no audience (laughs) players Players, sorry, the fighters, or what are they called? Combat. Fighters? Yeah, they're called fighters. Okay, good. Ultimate fighting champion. Do you remember that Friends episode? Oh, Where Pete, John Favreau? Yeah, John Favreau plays Monica's boyfriend, Pete, and she gets and she overhears or finds a receipt for a oh, ring. A ring, that's right. Yeah. And assumes she's going to be proposed to, and everyone gets really excited about this. And then he uh, sits her down and says, I want to be an ultimate fighter. Yep. It's like, the rules are there are no rules, and she goes to the guys to get explained. They're like, there are no rules except fish hooking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How to do that? But it made for a an entertaining episode because Pete does not do well in that job. No, he doesn't. Like the first time, he I think he ends up with like a black eye, and then he's in a full body cast. Yeah, next fight. He yeah. is. And oh, it's it's quite entertaining. So that relationship doesn't last much longer. And speaking of John Favreau, this just reminded me that I finished volume two of the Chef Show on netflix i've only got three episodes left of volume three and i can't then... believe you didn't tell me bill burr was on that i would have watched that in a heartbeat yeah. instead you're like gwyneth paltrow doesn't know which <laughs> marvel movie not. she's in well that was pretty funny you got to see that play itself out but in spider-man i wasn't in spider-man she's like i was in avengers we're like yeah <laughs> there's a few avengers <laughs> mate it was very entertaining there is another good app that has tom holland and robert downey jr and uh what's the head guy who over feeg John Feig, who oversees all of Marvel, the head honcho who oh, announces everything. No, not John. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Um, he's on the table and a couple other of the directors. That's an interesting one. And the other one you would like is, is it Rodriguez? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does that. But they don't make much food. They do a lot of talking in that episode. So, yeah, you should definitely check those ones out. Robert Rodriguez loves food. He has like, what do you call it? Pretty much like cooking show tutorials on most of his like special features yeah. on his DVDs. Because he, for some reason, when he writes characters, he likes to know what they like to eat. Like that's oh how, okay that's how wow. Goes with his characters, yeah. 
Yeah, right. And another guest they had on, and I just watched, was Sam Ramy, who is the director of Spider-Man yes. and has been signed on. He's the director. just got announced yes uh, this week that he's directing um, the Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. So they're keeping very in-house there. Right. But, oh, my God, he's such like a lovely he's man. Really? Yeah, he's like not awkward but like just really soft-spoken and just real cutesy. Um, yeah, it's kind of not what I was expecting. But, yeah, he was really, really nice and very, very interested in everything John and Roy were doing, asking great questions. You're and describing someone that sounds like they're on the spectrum. Oh, he could be. Like, mm. it just, yeah, it was very interesting. So I like, enjoyed that. I episode. don't know why that sounded so accusatory, but I was just saying, like, that's you like, the vibe. You'd you come to that realisation. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. Like, you know, whatever. Step by step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get to you, Step one, you can have lots of fun. Step two, fuck you. What's up, Jade? Oh, nothing much. Just here on a Friday afternoon recording a new episode of not another podcast. I'll give you 10 points if you can tell me one band member in New Kids on the Block. Oh. Isn't there an actor in there? Well, I mean, a lot of them turned to acting afterwards, but... Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg, yeah, the Donnie brother, Wahlberg. older brother of one... Charles Wahlberg. No, I don't know. There's a brother <laughs> Marky called Marky Mark. We did play the Funky Bunch the other day as well. but We uh, did. Anyway. And Ten bucks if you can tell me what film, famous film, Donnie Wahlberg was in. Step by step? No, I got nothing. Close. What? The sixth Sense. Oh, really? He's the dude that tops uh, Bruce. The, yeah, right. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched that. Yeah. Good flick. I mean... Um, Fifty First Dates tells you otherwise, but <laughs> actually, it's a good movie. They just watch it like a hundred days in a row. Or whatever. Oh my god! Or fifty? No, no, no. <laughs> she was definitely in a, like in that stasis for I think for a good couple of years before Sandler came along. Mm. What are we? T- what are we? We doing are now? talking about The Outsider, which right. was a HBO miniseries of ten episodes. They were about fifty, fifty-five minutes each. I believe it's called a uh, limited. Series. A limited series, so we're not expecting a season two because this was an adaptation of a Stephen King novel that came out in 2018 um, and was executive produced by Jason Bateman and he features as one of the uh, actors in, in the show. <laughs> He's not just behind the scenes and he also directed... He's wearing many caps. Yes, true. And he directed the first step at least that we noticed. Yes. His name came up at the end. Um, do you want to tell us what uh, The Outsider is about? All right. So here it is. Can you explain it better than um, the upload trailer? Well, are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Hold on to your butts because I'm Ooh. about to get real right here. So Jason Bateman plays some guy and he's all like, yo, I'm <laughs> teaching a baseball game or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible, but go, go. And then, and then <laughs> the my, movie's about baseball? <laughs> my, it's, it's something that's non-essential wow, to the story at all. it really isn't. What else is non-essential? And then, uh, uh, our Australian homies, like, yo, you gotta come with me, because you. I actually like, don't know his name. Yeah, I, I always forget. Yeah. It's something Middleson I'll or something. I'll look him up. Um, he's like, yo, you gotta come with us, because like you totally killed a kid, like massacred him and shit. And then there's all this like, evidence. 
talking about? He's had no idea what he's talking about. And then there's all this evidence that says that it was definitely Jason Bateman. There's even bloody video footage. Video footage. Not of the murder, but of him at all the wrong places all at the wrong everywhere, time. everywhere, covered in the blood. It's got his DNA, all this shit. Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah. That guy. See, Ben should be an easy name to remember. Yeah, wrong? you'd think. Yeah, anyway, thanks for interrupting. You're welcome. Um, so he's like, yo, I didn't do it because I was like away for a conference. And then it turns out he is. And then they're like, whoa, spooky. And then he ends up getting killed by the, the, the kid's brother who he killed. And then because his mom also died. And then the dad does stuff. Anyway, it's a good show. Do you want to add anything? <laughs> the Outsider begins with a seemingly straightforward investigation into the gruesome murder of a young boy. But with an insidious supernatural force edges its way into the case, it leads a seasoned cop, played by Ben, and an unorthodox investigator... Um, Forget her name. Asperger's girl. Yeah, Arivo is her last name. To question everything they believe in. Her name is Cynthia Arivo. And, and funny enough, she stars in Bad, Bad Times at Oh, and Al Royale. We d- both agree that she definitely has it in her contract that she has to have her nails done. Basically. <laughs> it's, it's good nails, good manicure in both films. Yes. Or both shows, sorry. Um, yeah, she was kind of like a highlight for me. I loved that character. She's definitely on the spectrum. She really good investigative, really quite awkward. Very open to the whole supernatural thing. Yeah, she had an open mind in this investigation, which made her the perfect person to bring onto the task force um, in trying to solve these murders because they are really hard to explain and to prove. Um, and yeah, just her little um, characteristics and her personality traits just how cute she was with her love interest um like she's so awkward does barely smiles and then she just does little cheeky cute things you often said bless whenever she did something yeah and the one that sticks out for me the most is when the love interest rocks up into the other town and she goes what are you doing here and then he gives her a weird look and then she just kind of smiles and you went oh no i found so so endearing um, she was like the most lighthearted thing about that whole show because it's yeah, quite it's a dark show. Pretty fucking heavy. I mean, as soon as you see Stephen King attached to it, you know it's going to be real dark drama or there's going to be su- something supernatural going on. But basically, when they can't explain how Jason Bateman's character is in two places at one time, they have to start looking to other things, other supernatural Let's reasons. Just say El Cuco. El Cuco, that's right. Um, it's quite a few people have watched it. We found that the last episode was quite anticlimactic, personally. Um, with that, a lot of it was resolved in that 50 minutes quite quickly and then the, so the last half was things being tied up with the personal lives of all of the people we'd, we'd come to meet and across the 10 episodes. Um, but yeah, it sort of had us hooked. It wasn't like gripped like, oh, let's watch another and another, like one mm. after the other. But we did want to know where it went and how this would be resolved. Um, but yeah, just sort of an anticlimactic ending with pretty decent characters mm. and sort of us as audiences questioning as well like what do we believe because we've seen the footage of jason bateman's character being at the crime scene covered in blood going to a bar to get changed etc and then we've also seen the other wait, footage wait, wait. of him at what kind convention. of bar that's right oh, titty bar. it's a stripper bar features in every single episode oh. it's where we get about 30 seconds of some like hip-hop narby playing <laughs> <laughs> everything else doesn't fit trap. that yeah does not fit that sort of scene whatsoever. Um, and, yeah, we kind of watched it within about a week, one episode at a time. Definitely between 
last podcast and this one. Yeah, well, they're always two weeks apart. So, yeah, I think we aim to start watching it after we recorded the previous episode. But, I mean, if you like Stephen King stuff, definitely check it out. Um, or even if you just like or the supernatural vibe Bateman's bringing these days because it was pretty good. He yeah, it's along his vibe of Ozark and all those darker TV shows. Um, it's not on Netflix. It's on was it HBO? It was HBO. That's yeah, right. HBO Go Go. <laughs> HBO uh, Plus. How come all the streaming services just put a plus on there and that? because uh, kind of suits their streaming needs. It's their network that's already established. Plus, plus, plus right. some new stuff online only. Yeah. You yeah, need to put that pen down right now. Thank you. I was going to stab him with it. Nah, I wasn't kids. This is why I got no violent yeah, streaks in me, except when I'm playing video games. Gets it right in the jugular and then I bleed out and then she's got a mess on her hands. Ha <laughs> ha. Joke's on you. Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, man. But the other thing to note as well, The Outsider is also a 2020 release. It only finished about three three or four weeks ago. So uh, it's very new content. Um, keep an eye out for it if Which you're interested. Which is why we're talking about it. Pop, pop. Or as uh, Montel Jordan said before, this is how we do it. That's his name? Yeah, Montel Jordan. That is <laughs> You're like, I knew that. Not. No, I didn't even a little nope. bit. That's a dope black dude name though. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine him being like, what's up, my name, Montel? Montel, my this Montel is how we do though. it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is how he did it. I don't know why he sounds like that. <laughs> I don't know if he does, but in your in mind, mind yeah. that's how he exists. Which is a crazy place. I don't ever recommend anyone going there. Not even on holiday. No. no. Don't even take a vacation there. No, it'd be very strange because there's a lot of... Uh, Would it be like... Fantasy Island? Exactly, because Michael Pena would be there showing yeah. everyone around. <laughs> Michael Pena would definitely be in your inside head world. But it would be the, the version of him from Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Why? Because did you hear how he's describing things just before? Mm. Remember how he describes things in Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an exact <laughs> reason. But speaking of fantasies and islands and Michael Pena and him being in your fantasies, um, <laughs> last night we did – was it last night? No, no, it's the night before because <laughs> I, I watched Masterminds, yeah. So two nights ago, Thank you and I watched the 2020 release of Fantasy Island featuring Maggie Q, Lucy Hale, that's where it stops for me, um, <laughs> besides your boy. Michael Pena. Michael Pena, we've mentioned him three times now. The Asian kid from Patriots Day. Yeah, we're like, hey, that guy. The the white dude from, I know him from Two Broke Girls yeah. um, and a couple of other unknowns in there. Michael Obviously, Rooker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kim You're like, Coates. oh, I love that guy. Um, so we watched that two nights ago. It was released this year. And obviously it's based on the TV show from 1977. That show started where people go to this island to live out their fantasies. But as you are saying in the TV show, it's a little bit different. So they, there's a part where Michael Pena's character pretty much puts the nail on the head of what the original concept for the original TV show mm-hmm. was, was... Oh, actually, sorry, Maggie Q says it to him. Where yeah. like, oh, well, I'm supposed to, you know, have my fantasy, but what I really happens is I learn something about myself right. and, like, I kind of had it all along or I had the ability to do yep. it all along kind of thing. And he goes, well, you know, it's your fantasy. Have it however you want kind yep. of thing. But this takes it like a real horror movie. Yes. Direction. So in the show, they live out the fantasy, but for the purpose of a life lesson, taking something away from it. Whereas in this one, it's it takes on the horror 
genre and nothing is what it seems or appears to be in the fantasy. So spoilers, they uh, mm. they all get their fantasy. Mm-hmm. Or They're all very different fantasies. Yes, which is which is kind of a... Realistic and Yeah, it's a fun interesting. part of the movie. But, but, but all their fantasies are part of one certain character's fantasy. That's right. So they've actually all melded together. So nothing is as it seems and nothing goes um, to plan or as it should go. But in the end, there were a lot less deaths than I thought there were going to be. I thought, man, there's going to be like one or two of these characters left, like a slasher film. Mm-hmm. But you find that most of the cast are actually still alive by the end of it, besides the army guy. Uh, yeah, because old, old mate gets reanimated. He, yeah, or the whatever. other guy stays behind on the island with Pena, and everyone flies off on that on the plane. But I mean, it didn't scare me. It's meant to be a horror. It did not scare me. Yeah, at best, kind of like a slasher movie, yeah. but not really. And Lucy Hale, who's <laughs> sitting right here in a picture frame uh, in front of us because I met her at Supernova one year, was probably the least likable character in that whole film. <laughs> a very forward girl. Yeah. Uh, I said to you, do you reckon she took the role because she found being a horror challenge? <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but she was not likable and she's sort of like the antagonist by the end of the film for sure. Um, she just wasn't very likable. It, and it was just like, I mean, it was a very silly movie. I don't know if yeah, no, 100%. they wanted it to at any point come across as like kind of like, ooh, spooky. Yeah. Or serious or whatever, but... She had this was her whole fantasy was a revenge fantasy because a guy she went on one date with yeah. died in a fight. And this proved that like she's insane. She's batshit. Yeah, nuts. she's batshit. Like you cannot trust her now after one date. Because um, the yeah. vibes I got when we originally watched the trailer, which I mm. still can't believe you thought it was going to be a TV show. I don't know why. I think just because down. of the cast that were in it. That's why. But it gave me a vibe that it was maybe going to be like akin to happy death day like oh yeah i haven't fun seen that horror right like yeah horror you'd get a comedy. lot of laughs out of yeah. it and a few jump scares they definitely yeah. tried for the jump scares with that burnt figure that appeared everywhere we had no yes. idea who that was until the end um, i just kept calling him lava man yeah like he looks like he was li- covered in lava <laughs> he came from a volcano he did <laughs> He erupted just a few days ago. Helps <laughs> your uncle. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell what sort of vibe they're going for if they were trying to be because there were like these one-liners in there for for shits and giggles, but it didn't come across as horror and scary to me. It, and they weren't even good one-liners because like no, they were very cheesy. When the the Asian dude was smoking down and he saw the lava guy and you were like, yeah, some good weed, and then he literally goes. Man, that's some good weed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. if, if we're guessing yeah. it before it even happens, yeah, come on. It, yeah, it was pretty cheesy. It was definitely a once-off watch. Yeah, I don't think more I'll fun to have watched with you. I think if I was watching that Mario, I probably would have. It's because I lost love more interest. stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly why you watch it with someone else. So maybe you get a, a few more laughs out of it than you would have watching it by yourself. Well, I got so mad because Michael Rooker was trying to save everybody in that movie. And he was just like, oh, they're, they're, they turn into undead corpses with dark eyes. And then he throws himself off a cliff, knowing full well that he's not going to kill this thing. Oh, true, yeah. Uh, that was my, I was just He's like, definitely killing himself, but yeah. that, that guy's just going to get right back up and walk and he, away. And guess what? He did. He did. We saw him later. He did. He did. How many and times do we did. need to say that? <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'd give it like a two out of five. That's... Just for Maggie Q, man, the cinematography on her, she just looks so good. I thought she looked very Maggie Q-like. 
and uh, Maggie is Maggie Q is obviously the inspiration of where my dog Maggie got her name. So, um, you know, if you want to see more of Maggie Q, definitely watch the TV show Nikita, or you could go watch Die Hard Four or Mission Impossible Who's Three. The, the dope, <laughs> the dope white girl that's in that show, Lindsay Fonseca. Fonseca. <sighs> that's a woman right yeah. there. Yeah, she's. Great in that TV show. She's also really good in Kick-Ass. She takes her pants yeah, off. Yeah, that's point, right. Yeah. I trying to think what else she's in, but it also has Shane West in it. Do you care about that? Shane West. Shane West. I remember him from A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. God. And he was in, what TV show was he in? I don't know. He looks, he he does cross over a lot with me with Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill. Yeah. They have I, a I very know, similar look. I know what Chad Michael Murray looks like, yeah. but I have no idea what this other guy looks like. Oh, man. Wasn't Devin Saw in Nikita as well? Yes. Yeah, he looked all cracked out in that show, right? Oh, from memory, it's a while ago now. What did it had four four seasons? I think it was. He, what all I'm trying to say is he didn't look healthy. I hope oh. he's taking care of himself. Shout out! Well, I'll show you a photo of Shane West, and then you the old memes. What? Well, well, it was just a walk to remember, but I swear he was in another. Wait a minute! Was he in Wild America? Because uh-huh. Devin Sawyer was also in that. It's not coming up here. Can Wild I just see America, his face, please? Well. He's there. I don't know if that looks familiar to you. Okay. Oh, good God. No. I have no idea who that fucker is. Why would you do that to me? You're welcome. Shout out to Shane West. Live long and prosper. So to finish out today's episode, we actually are very, very lucky to have a very special guest with us today who goes by the name Joe Exotic. If you don't know that name, well, then you need to go watch, what was that uh, thing? You need to go watch Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah, so uh, he's got a few updates or a few words here about the coronavirus um, just to see out the end of the episode. Well, now let me tell you one thing. The reason that coronavirus COVID-19 is going on right now is because of that bitch, Carol Baskin. She cooked up deep fried, double fried one of her tigers. She ate it raw. And now the reason everybody here is down on pandemic lockdown is because of that bitch, Carol Baskin. Uh, thanks for those uh, words of wisdom and those complete truths right there, Mr. Exotic. Thanks for dropping by the podcast. And uh, from me and Jade and our good friend, uh, Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or find us on Not Another Podcast with two ts.podbean.com. And feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram also. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.